0: Hey, Kelly.
1: Hey, Favor, How are you? My favorite SEO (laughs) tool in my back pocket. You're the best. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Thank you. I appreciate the flowers. I really do. It's good to connect with you. We've been on Clubhouse in a couple of rooms. We've talked on Zoom before, and now we're in a Clubhouse extension, (laughs) which we can now call a podcast where we have this real-time conversation. So it's so good to have you here hope you're having a wonderful day so far.
1: I am. I am. I'm excited for this day and excited to learn from you. And I'm excited to share what you have for all of my real estate people. There's so much.
0: Oh yeah, there is so much. And before we even get into that, I would love for people to know more about you, Kelly, what you do so we can dive into it. Cause I know this topic is very important for a lot of people listening today.
1: Right, yes. So uh, my name is Kelly Jones. I work for Community Mortgage. We're based out of Memphis, Tennessee, but we operate all over the southeast, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, all over there, um, and Kentucky. But, um, but if you're not in my coverage area, I'd love to help you out and answer any questions that you have. My particular role, I'm the marketing director, so I handle... Um, the sales component, the marketing strategy for all of our loan officers throughout our footprint. And with that comes um, anywhere from branding to, let's say, social media strategy, um, things like that. And then also on the top end, I handle branding consistency. Um, sponsorships, community outreach for our overall brand for Community Mortgage. So there's a lot of hands in a lot of different pots, but it's really fun. Any day can be anything. Um, lots, of, uh, lots of things um, that are possible for this role, and I love what I do. And I'm excited to share um, those things on Clubhouse and explore those things for the company. So, um, So yeah, that's what I do
0: that's amazing you know when you mention about mortgage and finances and real estate these are words people shy away from but they end up in it at some point in their lives so for entrepreneurs who don't think about those things especially when they're making business moves you know creating all this assets for their business how do they leverage that when they're also planning a home because you have you need to have a place to live so that you can work you know what i mean
1: Yes, that's absolutely true. So it's interesting. um, I come from uh, an entrepreneurial and business background as well. My husband and I used to operate restaurants and my husband is also in commercial real estate. So he operates as a 1099. And a lot of times when we go into business, one of the smartest things to do for your business is to expense a lot of things so that your overall tax taxes that you pay at the end are really low and what's interesting is well it's not interesting but it's worth noting um when you go from the point where you're in business mode and you're growing your business and you're doing smart things with your money and then you want to buy a house you got to flip the script so Think about it. So when you report to the government a certain level of income and it's lower, they're using similar factors to calculate what your available money is towards a mortgage. So you have to start paying the full amount basically and claim more income. So you can show more income on your, your financial documents. So that's one thing I always know that entrepreneurs, it's that switch that has to start happening. Um, and it's more like a like a two year process. So um, when it comes to buying a home, you have to kind of shift your focus um, and work on those few things. And then just and building money, building credit, all of those things kind of work into play. And then on top of that, student loans. So there's a lot of things that you want to think about, but you don't want to go at it alone. And I tell people this all the time it doesn't matter whether you're five years out or five months out from wanting to purchase a home find your partner that's why I love about Clubhouse I get to find all kinds of new people to help me in my business but it's also important for you to do the same when it comes to your finances and what you want to do yeah. with uh, your home goals and all of that
0: yeah I love the fact that you mentioned with home goals because these are things people look forward to seeing people want to be a part of the conversation people want to know how can I help myself next year some people will figure out those things when they get there. They don't know about this. It's like looking for an apartment. Oh, you didn't know you could get a 15-year lease, but you'd go for the 8-1 because it's more expensive. So you don't know those variables. And sometimes people don't know, okay, you need two years out to make sure that you can have a home. So if someone started their business today and then an entrepreneur, do they need those two years to get a home? Or... Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, well, it depends. It's all about the shift in your job status. So if you shift from say W-2 employment to self full self-employment, yes, you then have to wait two years. So that's one thing that's kind of a shock to people. Um, they think, well, it's, even if it's like similar line of work, your pay structure is changed. So if you look at it from a lending perspective, and I wanna say most of the things that I'm, about, I'm gonna talk about today apply to every lending company across the board. It's not just banks versus mortgage companies, or Quicken versus your local mortgage or bank. This is across the board. These are financial federal lending laws. So um, so yes, it's all about the way that you change. So if you think about it from their perspective, it's all about risk. If I'm gonna lend 300, 400, $500, $500,000 to an individual, what is the risk assessment involved in? Will they pay me back? Well, a job change can constitute or a job status change can constitute a trigger in risk. So even though I think you're going to do fantastic in your venture, they want to see two years of proof. So instead of using a W-2, um, where if you're a W-2 employee and they take, take that gross annual income and divide it by a monthly pay, monthly income, with entrepreneurs, they use two years tax returns. So when you go to apply for a mortgage, they're going to ask you for two years worth of tax returns. And if you're self-employed, all schedules, all, all portions of your tax return, even if it's 52 pages, they want to see that because there are certain things that they're looking for to calculate income and see where everything is coming from. So, yes, you do need two years, unfortunately, and especially after COVID, a few other things have changed. They also wanted to see P&Ls and a year-to-date P&L when it comes to your business. And that can be as simple as what are your expenses versus your income and that kind of thing. They don't necessarily have to see a giant breakdown of like your ad spend and all of that. Okay.
0: Okay. I love that. Now that helps me better because someone didn't know about two years and now they know about those two years. So as they're building that portfolio, what should they be focusing on the most?
1: So what they should be thinking about are their goals. Um, generally people know kind of where they want to live. Um, and they know I would really encourage people to focus on what their budgeted amount may be. Cause that's another thing that happens, whether you're W2 or you're self-employed, when you go to look at houses, you may qualify for say bank, say you qualify for 550, but that mortgage payment is not something that you want to take on. You might want to end up taking on, what would qualify as like $300,000 loan amount. So you really wanna know for yourself and your family, what what mortgage payment all in makes sense to you and your budget. So think about what your budgeted monthly payment you wanna be, where you wanna live, and just the overall aspect of of where that be. Do you want to live in a condo? Do you wanna live in a single family? Do you want to? Here's something that I think is really fun that entrepreneurs lend themselves to. So it's interesting in some loan amounts, you are some loan types. You can basically buy up to a quadplex and still qualify for, say, an FHA loan. So you can purchase a duplex, a triplex, a quadplex and live in one side and that's your primary resident and you can rent those other places, those other pieces out too. Mm-hmm. So that's really a fun thing that entrepreneurs really love to do. And that's a great head start into not only good home ownership, but like some great wealth building.
0: I love that.
1: Yeah. So that, that can be really fun. And depending on your area, I know, favorite, you're in Atlanta. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, so Atlanta in certain certain areas, there's a higher loan amount. So that's another thing that you want to know, where depending on where you live, can constitute how much money you can be lent. you could, you could, um, let's say, be lent, um, for let's say FHA, VA, and conventional. So those okay. are the there's four basic loan types. So there's FHA, VA, and conventional, and USDA. Um, and then there's a top end for that. Before you get into what's called a jumbo loan, which takes longer, it's harder to qualify, and it's just overall obviously a bigger payment. So um, you want to think about that. You also want to you really want to start interviewing real estate professionals, um, not just realtors, but really the loan the loan officer is very important to have a really good relationship with them because they're going to be your basically your financial coach through this process. What they're going to do is they'll probably have an initial call. They'll pull your credit, which can be a little unnerving. Don't be afraid to get your credit pulled to see where you start. It can be a little vulnerable place for some people because they don't know or they're kind of ashamed where their credit is, but you have to start somewhere. And there are some great things that that loan officer can help you with and advise you on to get your credit where you want it to be, especially if you're working in a two-year time frame. Mm.
0: That's facts because now (laughs) the next thing I'm now thinking is how do they even start looking for these homes to now, Mm -hmm. you know, start buying? Because I don't know how important this is, but I've been, I've worked with a couple of real estate companies
1: Mm -hmm.
0: on the SEO digital marketing side, but I want to hear from you how important this is to them, especially for people who are trying to navigate and look for places to mortgage places to connect and just validating that social proof overall
1: oh gosh i preach this to my people so much you know a lot of times we tend to think um that our especially in the real estate profession and the mortgage profession, there's so many intricate rules involved in what we do, and there's so much behind the scenes that the buyer doesn't see when it comes to negotiation, piecing deals together, making numbers work, pulling things apart and putting them together, understanding where somebody's coming from, and tailoring literally a process for them. Those are really high level things, and we think in our profession that we can rest on that and it, our reputation is going to speak for for themselves when we're not asking for the business, we're not putting the right. It's like, if you don't, if you're living on an Island, your little professional Island and you don't start building bridges to the other side for people to get to you, how do you think people are supposed to work with you? If you, if they look you up, you're the top producer at your, you know, your brokerage, and you have no land, no place for people to land on to research you. There's no bio out there for you. Google has nothing on you. you. When people look you up, Google doesn't even spit out anything. You know, that can be, there's no Yelp, there's no Facebook. That's a nerd thing to people. Because they hear these great things, but it's just like, there's nothing on this person. And that is not a good place to be in this digital age. And there are a lot of people, you know, the average realtor age is, I think, in up, in the upper 50s. And they have to understand that, yeah, it may have worked before with past clients and all of that. But now with their kids and their, maybe their grandkids coming into the process, If that grandkid hears your name and can't land on something in the digital world to to understand who you are and what you look like or how people have worked with you, they're going to pass. Or it's just going to be harder for them to trust you, you know. So you really have to consider all of the places. I tell my loan officers and my realtor friends all the time, just claim your space. Claim your space on Realtor.com. Claim your space on Zillow. Have your bio. Have your contact information. Claim a Yelp. Claim a Facebook page. Something. So that people understand that you're a real person and you're good at your job.
0: I love this. Because when I think about the real estate space with entrepreneurial mindsets in mind, is there an avenue where realtors like hire or outsource for SEO specialists or they just wing it because it's like a hit or miss.
1: Right. Well, you know, and when I met you and you started talking about SEO, it's in, you explain things in such a good way that people can kind of like see where that function is important in their business. For realtors and mortgage people, if they don't understand the purpose of SEO or even how to, um, digest how to get there, they're just simply not going to do it. Right. You know, you're just not. And so that's the problem that we have with a lot when creating a ga- a, a, a bridge between the digital, uh, marketing space and our perfection is that it's not a part of our day-to-day thing. So we just don't think, and it's just so high level for us. You know, we're so like, we're people, we're people, 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 you know, we can, we can, uh, interact on social media and we can do a lot of those things, but only a very small portion of those real estate and mortgage professionals actually put, um, strategy behind SEO. And I think it's such, there's such a lack there. Um, and if anything, it might be done on the brokerage space or somebody that has a really large team. They might think about those things, but it's just not something that they that even comes in their mind. And I think it's an education issue, you know, and I think it's we have a hard time in stopping, taking a breath, seeing where we lack um success in our business and implementing those things to get them there. Yeah. And so if you can, if I honestly think if like somebody like you favor or somebody that is an SEO specialist just gets plugged into a local, and this is any entrepreneurs that are thinking about this, anybody that thinks that they can, they have a service that realtors or mortgage people could be, could be useful to them. You just, it's still is you, if you just plug in and be consistent in like appearing at some of these things and just articulating like how your service will help them do X and win the day. Oh, you'll have people flying. I mean, you'll have people calling you all the time. Okay. You just got to get in front of them.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I think we definitely have to talk about this because I believe when they start positioning themselves SEO wise, then even the entrepreneurs who know how to do SEO can validate because they know what they're talking about, both from a technical point of view and from a financial point of view, you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things that is really unique, uh, maybe it's not unique, but what for mortgage people and, uh, real estate people, every transaction is a content piece. Every transaction is a source of many, many pieces of content. And I tell people all the time, like this one listing or this one buyer situation can be repurposed a hundred different ways. Right. And you, I mean, they're constantly in the business of creating opportunities for content. They just don't see it that way. And if you just took, you know, all of, you know, Realtor X's listings from the last year and gave it to somebody like you, even if it's sold, they can create so much SEO just from those pieces and they're missing that opportunity.
0: And I think the awareness part of it is the problem because like you mentioned, the average age is late in the Mm fifties and people in the fifties, they want to learn it so bad, but they don't have the time to learn it to be able to apply it. So is there a disconnect between that or it's just based on the person and their business goal?
1: Um, I think it depends on the way a certain realtor or mortgage professional looks at their business. Yeah. Um, a lot of times with that group, the older group, they have, they're really, really good at the interpersonal skills and keeping up with their people. So if they're making calls on a regular basis, they might not see the opportunity that could be had in SEO. Also, some of them are, and I... I don't, I don't mean this in a bad way, but they've been through decades of this and this and this in the market. They're just freaking tired. They're exhausted. You know, it's been this last market that we've had has just damn near killed some of them. I mean, it's just been so busy and so high intensity. So some of them are really not looking to grow their business, but... I think that they are interested in educating themselves like a good crop of them like we always say in the real estate and mortgage business um, 20% of the producers do 80% of the production so those that are really engaged on bettering their their practice would be interested in that but you have to get in front of them whether you get involved in their local association or their bni groups or anything like that and just doing pieces of education yeah. they'll they'll receive it and they'll want classes and they'll want to talk to you about it and it t- it'll take them a little while but they'll they'll figure it out and sometimes they'll just say they do it all the time with me I- I don't understand
0: what you're doing, but I know you're going to make it work. Can I just pay you to do it? Yeah. Now that you even mentioned about people, do you have a story, case study, or something you know that is really going to help them make an understanding of how important social media and digital marketing is based on you found a potential client, you, you closed the deal, and they are now able to finance their home but the only way they were able to find you was from that one Instagram post or one TikTok video or one Pinterest pin or one LinkedIn um, post. Has there been any success like that that you know of that came from such a root? I'm just trying to see if, if it
1: works. Um, yeah, I think, I think overall, I would have to pinpoint it.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I think from my perspective, the best ones that we have seen is when we've given like checklists out. Uh, So, so we'll do, um, so I will create a piece of content, usually a checklist of some kind. I actually have a cheat sheet checklist that I'm looking right now for self employed borrowers that I created and using that information. Um, we, Send that out. Um, so we do multiple ways. We send it out in person. We talk about it at sales meetings. And then we'll actually post those things. And from that information, realtors will reach out to us and say, oh, my gosh, that's great information. Do you mind if I share that with my client? They'll share it with their client, and the client will come swinging right back to us.
0: That's beautiful. So,
1: And then from there, we have a few people that really do well with self-employed borrowers because you have to read tax returns and you have to read all of those things. And I love a niche. I love when people niche down and they're not afraid to really zero in and laser focus on that kind of uh, group. And so these two particular loan officers just started getting a ton of self-employed borrowers just from that one piece of content that realtors love that shared it with their clients, that used it, came back, and then just preached the gospel of self-employed borrowers and these loan officers to their people. And we got probably five deals from that.
0: Wow. That's untapped, honestly.
1: (laughs) I mean, people, I, I say this all the time to my realtor friends and my mortgage friends, do not be afraid to niche down. I mean, it's just, it's, and just like with you favorite, like you could be like brand strategy and this and that and copywriting and this and that, but zeroing on this one message, repeating that message over and over again, and then making it repeatable for other people, they will remember you, they will use you and you will be their perfect solution for this one people with this one person. And then from there, you just, you blow up because those people hang out with those people.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I love this because really, real estate, it gets really tricky if someone doesn't know anything that's going on. And entrepreneurs are kind of like wish-washy. Mm-hmm. They're not sure. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll come back to that in 2023. I'll be fine, yeah. <laughs> you know? And by that time, inflation has gone up by 500%. So, <laughs> right. so, so you, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, in, in this case, I mean... Uh, Not just inflation, but appreciation. I mean, where I'm based out of in Memphis, we saw a year-over-year continual appreciation of 8%. Overall, our entire state saw a 16, I believe it was a 16.7 appreciation increase year-over-last- And that's median for our country. There are places all over the country that have been seeing like 20, 25% appreciation. And I think that's the hard part for a lot of entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs know how to work hard and they're not afraid to do it. But when they get into a market and they do all this work and they repair their credit and they get this down payment and they keep, losing out on deals. It can be really frustrating. And when you lose out on six deals, because you think you got it, you think you got your stuff together, it can be really, it can be a really big buffer for people. Um, one of the loan officers that I work with a lot here, he has a really great way of kind of like setting expectations with some borrowers. So what he'll say is, you know, do the initial information and then the one, two questions, main questions, where are your funds down payment closing costs coming from? So he'll say, okay, are you coming? Is it coming from a gift? it coming from 401k. Is it coming from a savings account? Where is it coming from? Okay. From that, do you have an extra $7,000? And that's in our market. And I say $7,000 because the average closing costs on the seller side is $2,000. So if you one tip I can give all all people you're not going to get depending on when you listen to this you're not going to get closing costs paid for in this market you're just not so it's great to just go ahead and offer that to the seller and put your put your name at least a step above and then an extra 5000 for You know, having to maybe pay over appraisal or repairs or things like that. But just you have to have cash in this market, unfortunately. But I think entrepreneurs are especially um, positioned in this market to hustle, save more money, get what you want. And you'll be more set up for success than maybe somebody that's W-2 and doesn't have any sort of control over their income, increasing their income necessarily.
0: Yeah. That's deep. Thank you so much for clarifying that because now the next question people wonder is which real estate agent should I work with? I mean, this one has 4.8 stars. This one has 4.7. And they have both good reputable branding. Am I going to base my my informed decision based on how they treated the last client or is it going to be based on their portfolio.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, if you, let's say you get hooked up with a loan officer two years before, cause you're an entrepreneur and you need that guidance. That's great. I will tell you, if you, if you set yourself up and say, I'm going to, I like these four realtors or catching my eye. I've done a lot of research. I want to narrow it down to four take that list, bring it to your lender. And when I say lender, local lender, and I cannot preach this hard enough. Unfortunately, the big boys like Quicken, Guaranteed Rate, they're really good at what they do as long as you fit into that. If you're that W-2 employer employee that, you know, just has a 401k and all of and just simple, you fit into that box, you spit through that that process real easy. There's no, there's no weird things, there's no hair on that deal, so you're good to go. But when you're an entrepreneur and you have something here and you have something there and you have these goals and that goals and all of these moving parts, you need a person. So I encourage any of you entrepreneurs to find a local mortgage lender. Okay. And once you do that, then you bring that four person list to that lender. Cause they've worked with a lot of people probably. Mm. And they'll know from the buyer's perspective, who is the most professional, who has the best reputation, who they know will get you to the closing table. Mm. So, that's really important and then um, and then number two what I would do is I would interview them. I mean they're used to this interview your people, your realtor and they'll their process they, they will tell you if they're gonna be good for the job or not. Okay. you can tell you I mean as entrepreneurs we get interviewed every day by potential uh, people to work with so how they show up, what their plan is for you, how they listen to you, and your goals, so that they're fixing, they're they're amending their process to you, yeah. not you bringing it to their process. If that makes sense,
0: it makes sense. It actually cuts time in half because they're going to do the work and do that groundwork. Then instead of you researched on Google, Yelp, and you don't know what to think right. about. It makes yeah. so much sense.
1: Yeah, I mean that is that's absolutely key. They will tell you exactly how it's going to feel like to work with them in probably one hour and, and take your time. You know, you are, you're the buyer, you're in the driver's seat, take your time, ask all the questions that you want. And if you need to, if you see realtor a and B and then you see, C, you're going to have extra questions for C and then you can bring that to a and, and just really narrow it down. Um, and I think to, you know, understanding your timeline, understanding how much you're maybe willing to spend. Um, Cause some people might want to do this, you know, this big marketing thing. If, if you're just ready to, well, if you have a listing, that's for a listing. I was with a listing agent uh, yesterday, so I'm on the listing side. Um, but as a buyer, I would ask them in this market, how likely do you think are the chances of me being able to buy a house? And if you think there's an issue there, what can I do to change it? And those questions over and beyond just the basics of what they do and what they produce and what their processes will tell you how willing they are to be creative for you as the buyer.
0: That's beautiful to know. This is going to help a lot of people because I feel like when people start building portfolios, they forget about the two years. They forget about that Mm -hmm. return on investment. They forget about that account that they didn't look at for the past two weeks or two years (laughs) you know there's always those variables so i think that's a really good way to understand and then i think what you said that's really important is the lender because without the lender then you're going to go round in circles and waste a lot of time
1: yes yes don't be uh don't be shy to ask for what you need Ask them what their response, like, are they likely to be responsive to you? I think that's the biggest thing that's frustrating. I mean, as entrepreneurs, we know our clients want us to be responsive. And it is, and that is your full right to have a good experience, you know? So um, don't be afraid to, you know, maybe adjust your person. I would stick with them for you know figure it out within the first couple months but if you're on a two-year plan you got to stick with the same person so that you can really develop some good strategies and if they're not willing to do that they might not be the right person for the job but i guarantee you there will be somebody that is really ready to just help you Um, win and really help you achieve your home goals. And I think thinking about your overall home goals is so important too. As entrepreneurs, we're never just going to be content with anything. We want to be, we want to step it up and do more and build wealth and really understand that. So you know, your loan types or maybe the way that you approach your first mortgage may be different because say you want to be able to own rental property in the future or be able to um, use the equity in your house to do other things for your business. So Mm -hmm. all of those things really matter in the holistic approach. And I will tell you now that I'm thinking about this, there's a certain designation called, um, I believe it's called a uh, Certified Mortgage Planner. So there are those certain people who are loan officers, mortgage loan officers that have an extra designation called a certified mortgage planner. And they're really, that's, that's their overall thing. They look at a holistic approach to what you're doing in your long-term goals. And they almost act like a financial advisor, even after your loan is closed. So they'll meet with you yearly and talk about, okay, this is what the market's done. This is how much equity you have is this aligning with your goals for your five-year, 10-year plan? Um, All of that. So that's a good thing to ask is, are you a certified mortgage planner? How, what is your, um, what is your plan for keeping up with me or our relationship after the loan closes? Yeah. Uh, All of those things are really important. And one of my, one of my favorite mentors in the mortgage industry, she's out of DC. And that was one of the things that she always does. And she acts like the financial advisor that you should have for your home and your home goals.
0: I love that because sometimes people just want to get the fancy tabletop. They don't think about, you know, the 30 year mortgage plan or the 15 Mm -hmm. year mortgage plan, how you can be able to double that and really What's the word I'm looking for? Appreciate the value, you know, of what you're buying or what you're you know, paying attention to. So this has really helped a lot of entrepreneurs. If there's one thing that you can leave with us today, just looking at social media, entrepreneurship and real estate, how can you let someone know who's looking to buy a home tomorrow? Mm-hmm. That they need to start looking at those one, two, three quick steps that can help them beat time by half.
1: Okay. Um so if some if an entrepreneur so you're asking if an entrepreneur is looking to buy like tomorrow, what should they do? The steps that they should do?
0: Yeah, so they can save on okay. time.
1: Okay, so they should understand where all their money is. So they need all of their documentations. So gathering documents will make the process go so much faster. So I'm going to give you a list of those doc- documents that you will need. Um, and some of these are for if you're a 2 and some of these will be for if you're, um, if you're an entrepreneur. So you're going to need two years tax returns, all schedules, all attachments, all of it. It's better to have more than have less. Um, you're going to want your, um, obviously your photo ID, your social security, uh, card. You're going to want, um, you're going to want any documents pertaining to any retirement accounts, savings accounts, any of that stuff. You're going to need three month, uh, two months of bank statements. Yeah, 60 days of bank statements. And when I say bank statements, um, you can print out your statement, um, from your account. Just make sure it has to have that full URL at the bottom so that they know it was sourced from there. If not, you can always go to your bank and ask for your bank statements and then your banker will like add their card and their signature to it. They'll know, they'll know what to do. Um, you'll also need, um, let's see, you'll need to make sure you have your credit pulled. Um, You might want to know where your credit is. Everybody gets one free credit report from all three bureaus every year for free. So if you haven't used that um, already this year, you can do that Um, and it won't affect your credit. Um, You'll also need um, your copy of any business agreements or any LLCs, that kind of thing. Um, and then you'll need, um, you'll need a connection with a homeowner's insurance agent just so that they know kind of what they'll do is if there's a particular house, insurance will be involved in the payment structure. So you'll want to know just kind of in a general idea of who you might want to use. Okay. So that document. And then two, more of a mindset thing your realtor and your lender are going to ask some personal questions about your finances yeah. and be willing to be open and vulnerable. They they've heard it all. I'm, I'm telling you, they've heard it all. They won't be shocked. They won't judge you. They want to just know the facts, be honest. Do you have any bankruptcies? Do you have any foreclosures in your past? Are you in forbearance? Those all things really matter and they just want to know the facts so they can get, if you don't tell them those things Mm -hmm. and we get closer into the process, you might be at a full stop. Like you can't go any further and we don't want that to happen. Your realtor for sure doesn't want to happen and we know you don't either. So just have a mindset of honesty and vulnerability and understand that we're not here to judge you. We just want the best for you and to do that, we need the full scope of the picture so, and then number two, um, ask, you know, ask your person, have your list of questions ready because when you get to talk to a realtor, when you get to talk to a mortgage person, you're going to get maybe a little overwhelmed or you're going to want it to be over, have the questions. There are no dumb questions. And if there are, That's a good sign to get another person. But have your list of questions ready so that you you can reference them in the process rather than trying to think about it later. Mm. So documentation, your own personal questions, and just an open sense of vulnerability and honesty.
0: That's deep. This is something I'm sure 100% they're going to replay, rewind, (laughs) (laughs) because you definitely mentioned a lot of things that... I believe they have to listen, take that one step, then take another step after they've had a proof of concept of the previous step. So this has really helped so much. Thank you so much, Kelly, for gracing us with this information today.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. I appreciate it. You know, I believe in home ownership, and I also believe that, you know, this is something that's achievable for all people. It just takes time, and it takes a sense of purpose uh, to get to the finish line. And it is so possible. And um, I'm just happy to be here. Happy to have you as a resource for all of my people. And, um, and I'm here to help anybody that just needs advice or wants to be connected to a loan officer or for community mortgage in any of the areas that we cover.
0: Amazing. If there's any way they can reach out to you, what are the best options they have available?
1: they can um, probably the quickest is maybe a DM through Instagram my Instagram handle is Jones, J-A-U-N-E-T the number 2 J-O-N-E-S you can also reach me I manage the community mortgage Instagram so that's community MTG and then you can call me 901-334-7732
0: wow Thank you so much, Kelly. And I know they're going to definitely get in touch with you whenever they listen to this podcast.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Favor.
0: You're welcome. Have a wonderful day ahead. All right. You too. You too. Bye.